Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of We Talk, We Crashed, covering the fourth episode of We Crashed, this fantastic new show on Apple TV that is based on We Crash, the rise and fall of WeWork by The Wondering Podcast. I am one of your hosts here. I'm the outlaw, John Roca, joined, as always, on this show by the great Nikki Fowler. How are you, Nikki? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting ready to talk about this show. And mm-hmm. Griffin Schiller, how are you, Griffin? I'm great. Yeah, let's get into this thing. It's a great episode. I see yeah. you both chomping at the bit, so we're <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah, ready yeah, yeah. into this thing. 4.4 is the name of the episode. Just want to tell you something real quick. We announced this on last week's show, announcing it on this show as well. Hey, send us your emails about what's going on. Are you mad at Adam Newman? Are you mad at Rebecca Newman? Are you mad at WeWork? Do you like what we're saying? Do you not like what we're saying? Email us at shows at Hollywood Critics Association. Dot com. We will read select emails or comments here during the shows as we go along here over the next few episodes. And remember to subscribe to the channel. And if you're going to retweet this or post anything that we're talking about or the entire episode, make sure you include that hashtag, we talk, we crashed. All right, speaking of feedback, we did get a couple of comments on one-on-one by this fantastic panel here and talk about, get their reactions to it. This one, The first one comes from Rana Ibrahim. It says, Jared Leto is the main draw for watching the show. Super impressed by him in this. Can't believe this is one of just few roles of him as the main leading actor. He's fantastic. And the first two episodes were hilarious, which is something I didn't expect but loved. Yeah, it was the humor. We don't talk enough about the humor. Did you enjoy the humor throughout the first uh, three episodes into our fourth episode? Oh, absolutely. Um, Just even the dynamic between the two of them. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned on the last show how that whole dating process of the first drink and just the banter between the two of them. Looks like it was a lot of fun to to film as well. Also, um, Kyle playing uh, Miguel um, at this Run DMC concert. Yeah. He's just bopping away. Like, you (laughs) know, you know, as Leslie's like, are you really signing on to this? You know, lots of funny parts. Yeah. Man, that walks out on stage. You're right. It's a good point. Uh, We've got one here from Films 5. Five 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 five. Uh, I've dialed that before. Anne Hathaway is beyond brilliant in this. This chick has ra- oh, don't call her a chick, pal. This chick has range. She can do drama, comedy, and she can easily go to dark places without skipping a beat. After receiving strong reviews for this series, she is going to be offered everything. Well, Okay, uh, isn't hasn't she already been over? Uh, no. so, you know, she's, she's Catwoman. Do- yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. She's, like, she's won an Oscar. I mean, you know, is there yeah. more for her to do? But no. But I think the the essence of uh, what yeah. films five 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 is saying uh, is that she is showing so much range with this role. Yeah. And certainly, you interviewed um, Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. and uh, Jared Leto on the red carpet for this uh, premiere here. Mm-hmm. And she looked fantastic and looked like she was, she talked about how much she's invested of herself and the diet that she was on, the commitment she made. So certainly showing that kind of range uh, uh, as an actress here in this uh, piece is showing more of what she can do. You know, we love her in, in so many different um, projects, Devil, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, she really just shows a different side and multifaceted. So it's just one more, you know. Yeah. One more Absolutely. <laughs> wonderful role. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Griffin, depth and complexity here from what she's doing. Exactly. Well, and the show's letting her do that. It, exactly. Well, and it's the fact that it is a show and not a movie. So You're she's right. able to sort of like work that entire gamut of, of like her, her skill set uh, of uh, as, as a performer, mm-hmm. really. Which yeah. I, I think, you know, that's what's great about seeing a lot of like these big actors, these big names attached to projects like this, whether it be Jared Leto, whether it be Anne Hathaway, uh, y- you know, um, Adam Scott and Severance, right? Yeah. Some, something like that. 
that. We're getting to see them really expand themselves as performers yeah. in ways that maybe we're not used to. And I think something that you're always going to get from Anne Hathaway is you're always going to get that commitment no matter what the role is. Yeah. yeah. And speaking about the We Crashed premiere, here are some of the highlights from that blue carpet. So it was really fun to dig into a character that isn't portrayed, that isn't out there in the sort of splashy news headlines, um, because there are a lot of those people sort of digging in and working sort of this whole process, and then that really sort of felt it when the whole thing collapsed. Yeah. So and it, working with Jared, how yeah. was that? Uh, incredible experience. I mean, it, he and Annie are both such uh, professionals at what they do, and so to be able to play on that level in that arena for an actor, it's the dream. She's so multidimensional. Um, she's dealing with their stressors of life, but she's still on this, you know, positive mission of enlightenment. Um, what were some of the highlights and you know, what did you want to bring to the screen or to the camera uh, through her personality? Uh, what I wanted to make very clear was what I heard from people that uh, knew her and know her, which is that whatever the outcome, she meant every word she said. And I wanted to show that. I wanted to uh, show people someone, a, a human being. Well, you know, when you play a real person, you have an obligation to dig as deep as you can and to bring an accurate uh, impression. It's never going to be the person, but, you know, you, you've, got, you've got to dive deep, and, uh, and that's what I did. Yeah. And did you get to chat with Adam and all about, um, you know, his time with WeWork to give you some insight into uh, playing this character? Yeah, I did. And, uh, you know, I found him to be uh, really charming and generous with his with his time. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad I had the opportunity to meet. Can you go back to what you were saying about changing the world? Our mission is to elevate the world's consciousness, period. And how do you do that? Mm, that's a great question. By living proactively and with purpose, by being a student of life for life. And by doing that, it just by, by doing this, we elevate ourselves and then the world. The world. And how do your investors feel about that? Usually a company's mission is to make money. Yes, when you have the intention of changing the world with what you do, when, when you have meaning behind your work, Success will follow. Adam, we're ready. And yes, the money will follow too. Mrs. Newman, out of the shop, please. All right, let's get into this thing. 4.4, directed by Corey Finley and written by Drew Servolo and Lee Eisenberg. I mean, this episode, Nikki, so much to dive into here in this episode. We see Adam's issues with money. We see Adam and Rebecca maybe kind of starting to have some cracks in that relationship. Rebecca gets a new friend that Adam kind of co-ops and takes because he's almost like becoming this uh, this uh, amoeba-like creature that is consuming everything around him. What did you think of this episode? Now, after these first three episodes we watched all together, what did you feel about what we got here in episode four? Well, I was really excited that we really jumped into a lot lot of the pitfalls of the company. Mm. I mean, they wasted no time. <laughs> We're talking about the money, the valuation, and all a lot of the mistakes that Adam is mm. making through this. Um, first of all, I love the opening, <laughs> O.T. Fagbelli. I yes. loved his scene. I just laughed out loud. Um, you know, we have the the um, magazine cover that yeah, um, Adam yep. is, you know, doing this chaotic scene for. And I love the introduction to America 
Ferreira mm-hmm. in this as um, Alicia Kennedy and what that means uh, you know for us to learn more about Rebecca there's yeah. book drop name dropping for books Ayn Rand uh, you know that's yeah. a whole after show in itself but <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to for talk sure. about that and yeah. um, you know yeah. but it really exposes a lot of what you know who Rebecca is yeah. um, I have a lot to say about her as a woman and a mother and um, being a part of this business quote yeah. unquote and also um, yeah Adam and all of his isms of, you know, going to this conference and just, you know, we're seeing the breakdown of the company. We're seeing the blitz scaling. Yeah. Um, lots to say on that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and we'll get to all of that for sure. Griffin, th- overall thoughts on the episode. As she mentioned here, a little bit more with Rebecca after we saw a very Rebecca-centric episode in episode yeah. three. We get a little bit more. Rebecca has a new friend. Clearly yeah. needing someone to fill the void here with Adam seeming to be away. And then Adam dealing with the fact that he wants to grow so exponential beyond expectations, but needs to get the money or is going to have to lay people off or close down facilities, which he doesn't want to do. What do you think of this one? Yeah, it was a really great follow-up, I think, to the, the previous episode, because I think what episode three did really well was it was sort of like the subjective experience of Rebecca yeah. and everything was sort of funneled through her. So you were able to empathize with her way more than you were maybe prior to that episode Mm. and then from there we go back to more of like an objective sort of like top-down view of everything that's going on and like seeing how she's rationalizing things and just like it's it it kind of goes back to the thing that like both her and adam are just like master manipulators and they're just all they're doing is trying to get on top and get get people to give them what they want. And in Rebecca's case, I think it is like validation that she has like a higher purpose or something. Mm-hmm. Like she's not like she's kind of like unaware of her own faults as a person, which I, I assume we'll probably get to a point where that kind of blows up mm-hmm. a little bit, so mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to just seeing. Um but just as an episode, I mean, I don't know if you guys got this, but like that opening with with Adam banging on the the, the wall and everything, yeah. it was like straight Tommy Wiseau. Like I yeah. I, I felt yeah. like it was like, and not, that's not like saying that like Jared Leto was doing a bad job. I think that's just like the the kind of like character that mm. like that that steadfast sort of just like laser focused vision, him kind of just pure energy, larger than life persona. Which yeah. I I don't know, that was kind of just fun to watch. But yeah, the fact that like it starts and it's like in 2016, we work is losing 1.2 million dollars yeah. a day yeah. and yet people are still giving him money and yet i mean like obviously they're like willing to pull the rug out from under him as we see later yeah. on in the episode but like people just like believe in this guy or they're just they just love what he's telling them yeah. so much and then i think probably my favorite part of the episode is we see him kind of break down his tactic with yeah. his team right like his um like javi i forget i forget his position yeah. in the company but he's about to walk out uh and he's like look i'm done with this you you treat me like shit and uh uh, we're you know no, nothing's ever going right and this, right. it's it's more trouble than it's worth basically and then adam goes through all the tactics right he's like okay well i'm gonna what if i doubled your salary and then he right. brings in food and he's like okay <laughs> that's how you rope him in and it's just like oh this guy he's just oh uh, yeah. such well, a sleaze well let's let's start there and i'll go back to you griffin on this one i mean the, the let's look at the storyline here adam and his relationship with money here he shoots a commercial or, or a cover here as you mentioned for bloomberg business week right. but then bruce from benchmark capital is trying to convince 
Cameron, as you mentioned here, Nikki, Cameron to kind of understand what's happening. And Cameron drops a little tidbit in this exchange and says, we've been burned like this before. So when is that <laughs> going to come up? And for those of you who study benchmark capital, you know exactly what they're referencing. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. Do your own research on Google. And yeah, you talk about Avi and Adam is pushing this idea of wanting to expand, wanting to get all these locations yeah. open, wanting to get all this square feet and what's going on. And he's getting confronted with the fact that if he keeps pushing this far, he's going to have to do layoffs. He's going to have to close yeah. down some of these shops. And uh, and then he goes to Bruce at Benchmark and in a cryotherapy session tries to ask him for more money. And Bruce, even with his bones freezing, <laughs> says no and says this this term which you mentioned, Nikki, blitz. Uh, yeah, blitz, yeah, blitz, uh, scaling. blitz scaling, yeah. which is something I'd never heard of before. I'm not a business yeah. guy, but blitz scaling, that was so interesting to kind of explore and hear what he's trying to do. And certainly Adam is being put on the spot with the fact that he is spending too much money. He's pushing forward with this. They're losing money. It goes as far as two point five or six billion, a million a day yeah. that he's losing. Yeah. And then eventually, of course, he has to lay people off 7% of the company, Leslie being one of those people that is a casualty of the company. But we also see Miguel in a very flaccid uh, <laughs> uh, approach to the yeah, situation, going along with things, yeah. hanging out with Run DMC. And then by the end, <laughs> Masayoshi-san, who he's been kind of courting, using his father to do this at the convention there in Mumbai, he gets his father, oh, he gets his, sorry, uh, Masayoshi-san to give him $4.4 billion. So yeah. there's no lesson here there is or no, consequence. Yeah, no. What do you well, think about this? This is stuff, and, and we talked about this earlier before we started shooting. Is I, I went back and I rewatched some of the the earlier episodes, mm. just seeing how I could kind of like track his his strategy going back. I mean, the fact that he he did all of that to to go to India, give like a, yes. a bullshit yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of presentation in order to get uh, Masayoshi, and like the the fact that he did all that for one person in the audience right, that he knew right. was going to make the difference. I mean, that's exactly what he did when he was at business school. He didn't really care about everyone else. Miguel was the only other person who put his hand up that believed in him. He was like. Nah, I don't really care. I'm I'm after you. I want your money because you're the right. you're the, the person investor. with the, the yep. investor, right? Mm -hmm. You're the notable person there. So it's been interesting to sort of track his um I I guess his tactics along the way mm -hmm. here. And it just makes you it makes you think twice about like every single relationship in his life. I mean, especially down to like his the relationship with his father. Obviously, mm -hmm. we knew that there was like some uh, it was a bit tumultuous there, and we definitely get a look inside of that, which is probably one of the the saddest parts of the the episode for right. sure. But um, e even like more than that, it's like okay, well, like him and Rebecca, he's not even like giving Rebecca the time of day. He's like, yes, okay, he's he's like occupied with business or whatnot, but he's like he goes home, he gets high, and he goes to sleep, and that's right. it. In terms of like the the money stuff and like utilizing his his family uh, in order to get profit I mean he just he, he just he's a guy who doesn't really have values right like right. he's willing to do literally anything and even like it is interesting though right because there, there's a point where he's like I don't want to cut I don't want to like fire people yeah, right yeah. he was like pretty adamantly against that but then when he's backed into a cor corner and he has no other options by benchmark it, yeah yeah exactly and it, it's like you can either uh, stop this ridiculous blitz scaling you can stop spending money unnecessarily or you can like let all these people go he lets all the people go right. and it's it's because he found like you know a, a better prospect someone else that could come in and then he can milk them for all their worth and then go on and do the next thing yeah Nick, this is interesting tactics we see him use here certainly he when the multiple false starts of masa showing up here he uh he has people pretend to be laughing, pretend to be, you know, having yeah. the greatest time ever, offers them shares, mm -hmm. offers them extra shares, which is, of course, affecting the bottom line here. So clearly for him, bleeding money 
meeting is not an issue. We see the meeting with his people there without Adam there with Miguel, and they're trying to get Miguel to talk to Adam. They even have the well, water pouring into the cup mm-hmm. with a hole in the cup trying to get him to understand <laughs> yeah. what's happening here. But we see what uh, what Griffin brought up here, Adam's tactics, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of going to that conference so he can pitch one person, not caring that he's leaving Rebecca and Lurch, not caring that he's not showing up for his kid stuff. He's focused on getting this money. And in the end, he does use his father, use living on the kibbutz, use the communal living aspect of it all. Masa sees through him because that's why he's a successful man. He sees through him and says in the end, I went through this as an immigrant. I went through this feeling out of place. How crazy are you? And by the end, offers him $4.4 billion. So you have to wonder here, why weren't so many people willing to stop him? Why were they so snowed over about what he was doing? What do you think of this? Uh, there's so many points. <laughs> there's so many points to make. Well, first of all, starting with Masa Soshi-san. Uh, yeah. Sorry if I'm butchering his name. But, um, you know, basically he was the most important person in that room in India. He yes. was one of the most and is, you know, real-life person. Um, yes. A huge investor. And he Over was investing in tech. Yep. And it was interesting how Adam felt, you know, he needed more money. As we said, he's blitz-scaling. He's going into 20-year leases. Mm. He's, um, you know, he's just not spending money wisely. Um, I don't think we've really seen him spend a lot of time at a desk. <laughs> you know, he's yeah, not yeah, doing yeah, a lot of the yeah. work. And most founders, you know, as a woman in business, I've had a couple companies, actually three internationally and domestically. And I just understand that sometimes the founders know how to do multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. And here he just has this one job of sales and, you know, manipulating and, you know, getting funding, even yeah. when you're not spending it right. It's like a misallocation of capital. So, um, you know, that whole dynamic of getting $4.4 billion in like a 12 minute tour, that's like it's second time talking to him. Yeah. You know, he says, you know, I don't want to see your business plan. I invest in founders right. and, you know, crazy versus non-crazy, that conversation. <laughs> um, but, you know, I can't not bring up the elephant in the room for me is just to see, you know, Adam having this, you know, it's privilege. It's this extreme privilege Mm. to have his voice heard as a man in the investment world. You know, I love the colorful scene that they had with India, with the, um, you know, there were a lot of women in that conference. It was colorful, Mm -hmm. people of color, but the reality is that we have less than 2% of women are getting venture capital money Mm. and that's current. Those are current numbers. And and we talked about this on another show um, with, um, Serena Williams, you know, going into the VC world because she was astounded by the numbers as well. Yeah. Um, so that I love to, you know, dissect that um, part of Adam's personality of, you know, he's able to coast and why, you know, it helps you to question the industry and the mm. um, investment industry of why he's able to do these things. That's what you're asking. How is yeah. he able to do this and why are they giving him money? Um, another little tidbit is, you know, uh, Masa is basically, um, you know, he's into this blitz scaling. Mm-hmm. He's into pouring mm-hmm. more money into businesses and Adam, you know, not to go too much into the real Adam, but, you know, he has mentioned that that was, you know, he was influenced by Masa yeah, on that and it yeah. worked for the beginning of the company, but it wasn't, it was a mistake to continue to do that. But some of these mistakes, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, you know, uh, we'll get into yeah, um, sure. yeah. Rebecca and um, Alicia because yeah. that plays a part too, that whole mentality you know, yeah. um, Adam is learning from Rebecca and vice versa. So that plays a part into why he's so careless. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, in, I, I enjoyed that we're getting, uh, we're not getting too deep 
into the nitty gritty of what happens here because I mean that would be ten episodes on itself. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. How he pitches everybody, how he yeah. gets this done, how he's able to maneuver and put himself in this position. He's clearly a sales guy. Uh, the show itself doesn't show you how intelligent he actually is in working out these deals and working out these situations because what he essentially defaults to is he sends his team out there and says, "Hey, you uh, get them to sign longer than usual leases, or that we're going to sign longer than usual leases, mm-hmm. so they'll want to invest and we'll pay higher rent than other people are offering." So it's almost like he's reverse buying a car. He's trying to like talk them up instead of talk them and down. The caviar and, and the, the caviar, you know, all yeah. of that stuff. Very yeah, interesting exactly. decision to make. So clearly, he is spending. And this is this comes from the fact that he doesn't have, at least from what we've seen in the show, what they presented us, a very strong business background, mm-hmm. very strong knowledge. He's a he was an entrepreneur who came out of the kibbutz or whatever, came to New York, felt kind of excommunicated, wanted to create something, and then found his way into this because of Rebecca's influence and his own desire to create something. But there isn't a foundational piece of the business that he, or a business knowledge that he needs in order to be able to facilitate this money correctly and be careful on the growth. Well, that's sort of the whole thing. I mean, their entire, like, motto as a company changes yeah. from what last week's episode is to this week's right, episode. Right. Like they're getting deeper. Yeah, they're like selling uh, or, or they're trying to, to cure loneliness or solve like world loneliness, yes, which yeah. is like huge pivot. Yeah, you huge know? pivot from like what like last week it was like, oh, we're just trying to like change the world or something like that. And so you're seeing because Rebecca doesn't really even know what she's doing. And it's sort of like as she's figuring stuff out, mm. that's sort of how where he's getting like the ideas to sort of like weave into the fabric of the company's yeah. motto. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I think, Oh, I think, and you know, he can pivot as yeah. a, as mm-hmm. a founder, he has the right to do that, right. but it's the, it's the dumping of the cash yeah. and then getting more cash. You know, people are questioning, you know, did he go into this just to get, you know, a bailout at some right, point, right. you know, you, you, it makes you question the motives. We don't know. Yeah. And yeah. it's such a muddy water and fine line on ethics. And, you know, we don't know if he did anything illegal that has never been brought up, but you right. know, an ethics line of, you know, there are companies like Zappos that, you know, have yep. this work culture, you know, that yeah. ended tragically for the founder, but right. the company was run in a certain way. So, you yeah. know, it just has you question a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Jared Leto's doing a fantastic job yeah. in those yeah. scenes, kind of bringing that to life, seeing the, the manic nature of Adam, New- him running up and down those stairs, <laughs> and being in the ice bath jumping Wet. out not well, having he, shoes he, on yeah when he had to pivot without the shoes he's like oh, you're not wearing shoes and he was like yes yes I, I, yes, I, I am yeah, yeah, right. is that going to get me the money I'm yeah, not exactly. wearing shoes yes absolutely yeah. well you mentioned Rebecca Griffin let's let's jump into this Rebecca yeah. and Alicia we are introduced to America Ferrer for the first time on the show here as Alicia Kennedy um, and uh, we meet her she's dressed up as a, as a mummy <laughs> while here comes Rebecca dressed up in the most incredible Navi outfit this side of the actual set of avatar it's phenomenal how she looks and of course you can do that when you've got a lot of money but also she's coming to this situation because adam couldn't come with her adam had other things to do she had paid twenty five thousand dollars to be the organizer and adam's like we'll just throw fifty thousand dollars at him to apologize but he ends up meeting uh um uh alicia as you guys said and alicia kennedy is a fictionalized character representing Soul Cycles founder Julie Rice. I found this uh, online here yesterday, who became WeWork's chief brand officer in November of 2017. As the value rose in the billions, uh, she used her expertise to globalize WeWork's brand more, and her work with SoulCycle made Rice a valuable asset to WeWork. So she's sitting in. So I don't know why that is. I don't know if they maybe want to 
Turner. It's an amalgamation of a bunch of people who mm. kind of came aboard with Adam. But we see her making a connection with Rebecca. Rebecca finally kind of having a friend at a time here where it seems like Rebecca's not feeling like she's connecting with Adam anymore. Uh, at least she goes out with Rebecca. She's bitter about her divorce, They uh, and which is maybe a little setup of what's to come between Adam and Rebecca down the road here. And Alicia comes to visit Rebecca there at WeWork, finally the tour. And Rebecca feels a kind of, hey, this is mine. This Don't touch this. This is mine. This is my friendship. They go into WeWork, and Adam immediately <laughs> pitches Alicia to come aboard and join. And as I just said, in real life, it actually happened. But in the show, it happens off camera with, with mm-hmm. Adam announcing it to Rebecca over Popeye's chicken. So it's just like a, an interesting <laughs> moment to have happen here. But what you're seeing, uh, in a, and of course, eventually, and we'll get to that, what happens at the end with Rebe- Adam and Rebecca, but what you're seeing is that Adam really cares nothing for boundaries or for you know caring about uh, his wife wanting to have her own thing. What did you think about this relationship with Alicia and Rebecca as it was going along here in the episode? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was super interesting. And it Mm. just opened up Rebecca's character even more for me. Um, Like I said, you know, um, they're name dropping books. um, Yes. On Ryan was... And Rand, yeah. uh, Yeah, Rand was brought up. And, you know... For those who don't know that, again, that's another after show, but she basically <laughs> is, you know, she escaped Russia, communism to come here. And she's very controversial. Um, she believes in selfishness, yes. basically, to put yeah. it sim- simple. Um, and this is what Rebecca's reading. You know, she believes in pure capitalism. Um, and it kind of gives you insight into her character um, from the first three episodes where she's on that stage and she says, you know, to stand behind your man and help them manifest. Yeah. But then she cleans it up at the end and she says, we we should all be helping each other. And again, that's not really, you know, this was kind of brought up, you know, was she someone that felt like she she's beneath her husband mm-hmm. or, you know, it's all about him. But I feel that, you know, Rebecca has been striving to find herself and she's been trying to find a career. She wasn't very good at the acting, but, you know, she's been trying. She's mm-hmm. not someone, you know, she we bar- barely saw her hold her firstborn in episode three. Yeah. Now she's got, what, three kids? I couldn't yeah. keep track. I think yeah. there were three that um, we saw. And, um, you know, she's not happy with the way Adam is uh, leaving her at home and not making her a part of things. And she's what the CEO on paper at this time Mm. of the company, but she's not given any roles. You know, I feel her job is really, you know, you've mentioned it before uh, on our last show, how important she is to the company because she is because Mm -hmm. Adam is repeating a lot of these, you know, mantras that Mm. she's, you know, taught him or, or um, disclosed to him. But um, yeah, it's just really interesting to see that whole dynamic. And, you know, as far as feeling sorry for Rebecca, you know, I don't feel sorry for her. I, I feel like she's really, um, you know, she's into manifestation. She's she's a powerful person, you right. know, but she just can't find her way yet or she hasn't found her way yet, you yeah. know, and she's a mom. It's okay to be a mom in business, but, yeah. you know, that whole dynamic. So. But how, how much of a mom is she? Like, we don't right. know, well, right? She's using her kids. She used her kid conveniently to meet Alicia at the school. She's never taken her kids to school, it seems like. So, but all is of that a sudden. Pri- yeah, is that a privilege thing? Or, you yeah, know, there are I'm people getting. that yeah. never, you know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, so yeah. I mean, for, I mean as, as Adam uses his dad mm-hmm. to pitch Masa, it seems like, say, oh, Masayoshi-san, it seems like the same situation. Yeah, I don't think she's as bad as Adam. <laughs> no, well, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know. She, yeah. I mean, she was is, trying is Frankenstein to worse than Frankenstein's monster? I don't know. <laughs> what well, you th- well, the thing I liked about this episode is how they showed both of them separately trying to get 
what they want. Yes. Sort of self-gratification in a yeah. sense or just like... And manipulating people together. Manipulating, yeah. right, yeah. right. So I think that was that was kind of what I liked about the structure of the episode is seeing how they operate. Like, now that they've been together for so long, how are they now operating as people? And I think uh, Rebecca is... She's been the one that, like, Adam has been channeling to get a lot of what he wants and I think he's also kind of rubbed off onto Rebecca in a sense where it's like she's now picking up on some of his manipulation mm. um and I can see I like I can see her in business mode when she's with um Alicia which I don't know if we would have necessarily seen before like at the beginning of the show with her at the yoga studio just sort of being complacent in that and being yeah. taken advantage of and not doing anything I think when Adam walked in to the to the guy's office and just like you know kind of calls him out for being a piece of shit like that kind of like woke her up a little bit and she's like, oh, like I can do this. I can sort of like take care of my own or I can I take charge of my own life in a sense. And so I feel like it's kind of been a little bit of a gradual progression to where she is now with yeah. Alicia. And I don't know, it's interesting because I think the... Uh, like her, her plan to bring her to the office, like her knowing Adam as well as mm, she does. Right. How else does she think that was going to go? Yeah. Like she brings her into an office with Adam. It's like, she knows that Adam's going to pitch her. So my theory is maybe, maybe this is, I don't know if this is true or not, is that like she did that because she wanted to, that was the only way she could get through to Adam at the time mm, and showing her sort okay. of like worth and value as like a, a co uh, operator or whatever of, right. of the C the COO of the, the company and whatnot and showing her value and what she can bring to the table. She's like, Oh look, I went out and I made friends with this person who was a powerful person you've been after for so long. And I just kind of like appealed to their, uh, to their humanity. Sure, But she didn't know. She said she, she said she didn't know about that, about yeah. Alicia. Yeah. She didn't did, know. So I, she, I don't, she had to Google her. She, you know, yeah. she yeah. really, yeah. She, there was, a connection okay. um, and she was only interested after she googled her like seeing all she's accomplished rebecca's all of a sudden oh let me get to know this woman mm -hmm. yeah, I guess yeah, there was, there was, yeah yeah there was still a connection there was still a girl moment when they met in the, the <laughs> yeah. mummy outfit and the avatar yeah. um i'm no you know, lady i can't speak I to her, but i know, I'm just i don't saying. feel rebecca's motives are so you know really driven by you know jealousy or, or things like that you know she's into this mantra and she's I'm just going to give her credit where I feel mm -hmm. that she really is What's true that? to her whole mantra, positive mm -hmm. manifestation. Totally. And, you know, maybe that could have been her career. It kind of is for the company. Yeah. But, you know, just in general, she's trying to find her way outside of them not giving her much to do. That that could have been her thing because she's actually good at it. She was, mm -hmm. you know, um, Alicia is very bitter, you know, from her divorce. From the divorce. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but that's showing a different side. So, like, Rebecca is very kind of... You know, she has her moments. She's having her mm -hmm. meltdowns, but she, you know we're human. You know, yeah. so but mm -hmm. she's still. Um, you know, Adam and Rebecca are still together in real life today. Yes, so, yes, they You know are. that says a lot. You yeah, know, yeah. so um, there's things that people can well, learn from Rebecca's character. Nikki, you get a 1.7 billion dollar severance package. <laughs> well, I, mean, I would stay with you too. There's come on. Well, you know, there's divorce settlements. I, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I hear you. I mean, it's, there seems to be genuine love, and maybe because they both kind of operate. Adam more overtly, her a little more subtly in a manipulative way. But yeah. either way, watching Anne Hathaway and America Frere, great yeah, chemistry yeah, between yeah. them, bouncing back and forth off each other. You know, America, I love when she gets to get on camera again because she's great in voiceover, obviously, yeah. with the stuff that she does. But like to see her go back and forth with her and a completely different kind of character I've seen her play in quite yeah, some time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Anne kind of negotiating this thing with Becca. And that's what's so great about her performance. You can't get, You can't put your finger on whether they're trying to make her sympathetic or not they're just trying to make her human. Mm -hmm. And as human beings, 
we, you know, I'm sure if we are honest with ourselves, we've maybe manipulated situations every oh, once sure. in a yeah. while for our own personal Everyone day, has, thinking yeah. we're doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, you know, we're trying to get something that we want in life. And so it's not, it's not, we shouldn't be so harsh on Rebecca. I think you're fair on that one, Ricky. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it's, 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 it, I think this, it kind of just speaks to like just how well these characters are written, right? right like exactly. the, the fact oh, that it, it just kind of well, acted as you've like, like mm. put, like they, mm -hmm. they're giving incredible performance and believable performances, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think really it's them in tandem with the writing that is making me kind of like unsure of what I think about them because like like we were sort of saying last week I was like all on the Re Rebecca sort of like yeah, sympathy yeah, train yeah. and whatnot and then now it's sort of like okay well she's a little bit of a manipulator herself so I I, I don't know it, it, they're just they are fascinating people that's, that's really what it comes down <laughs> to there so I understand why we have an entire show about yeah. these people <laughs> that may be why they got that money too yeah. but yeah. yeah I mean Rebecca at one moment is willing to take her kid to school so she can you know meet Alicia there yeah. and run into her uh, but then the next uh, the next few days later, you know, the the maid or who was ever there working, uh, her assistant or whatever, uh, says, "Am I taking the ki your kid to school?" And she's like, "Of course you are. I'm not going." So mm. it was almost dismissive. So mm. she has that higher than or holier than thou attitude, the selfishness. And, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a selfishness yeah, exactly. there, and of which course you, there's a yeah, desperate. Yeah. I mean, she, we even see that we go back to the Gwyneth Paltrow thing <laughs> when she's googling herself. Yeah, that's still kind of ever present. Even the girl comes up. Or the girl who works there, the other mom, sorry, who's there, and says, I got the egg. Tell Gwyneth I got the egg. And for those who don't know, look up that story from Goop and the egg. Trust me, it's an interesting story. Um, all right, Adam, let's move on to the last uh, storyline here. Adam and Rebecca, as you both have been alluding to throughout our conversations here. Adam, at the beginning, we see is shooting that commercial for Bloomberg Business Week in kind of a foreshadowing moment. Rebecca is told to get out of the shot very unceremoniously, and she kind of does a little look and then walks off. So certainly there's a the beginning that Adam is taking center stage and Rebecca's feeling like she's being pushed aside. He is not showing up to kids' events. As I said, Adam is Adam goes to India on the spur of the moment, just calls her from the car and then doesn't even tell her when he's back from India. She doesn't even know when he's back. Uh, and you can clearly see they're drifting apart. Then we go to a dinner with Adam and Rebecca. Adam announces that Alicia's coming aboard the company. They fight because he's having Popeye's chicken, he's having meat and all this in front of the children. And, and, and of course, Adam even offers the chicken leg to one of his kids as uh, Rebecca walks off. Rebecca is waiting for him later on in the episode. She wants to confront him before he goes off and smokes weed, as we've seen him do. Uh, and she is saying that you're not around. I feel invisible. What do I have? I don't have anything. You're not here with me. And uh, Adam hears her out. She starts to get emotional. He's putting her and then says, listen, this is why I did it, and shows her the $4.4 billion and says, this is all for you. I did it all for you. So... Nikki, is this enough to? Uh, clearly, they're still together, but is is did he have the right uh, methodology in winning her over and saying the four point four billion is for you? We're gonna. It seems like he's now opening the door to give her something to do in the company. Um, you know, I feel Adam will say whatever he needs to say to whoever Ooh. to get what he wants. Okay, <laughs> and right. I feel that includes his wife. And um, you know, we saw he was completely absent. <laughs> From, you know, a lot of the family and, you know, the kids and just yeah. what she's complaining about in that emotional scene. And I felt he just needed an audience because it was some really good news to come home to say, I just landed $4.4 billion uh, in investment. Um, we, we saw how careless he was with his father. And also, yeah. you know, Rebecca was the one that was trying to initiate him to have this better relationship with his father. And he's like, why are you, don't get involved, you know? So there's a lot of that going on. Don't get involved and you know monitoring her and you know she's just an educated woman you know she's part of the inspiration of the company 
me. Um, you know, she's kind of tousled around quite a bit, and that you know could be playing on her emotions. And you know, yeah. So it could also be that Adam is quite happy having mm -hmm. her sit back and take this because he gets to kind of take center stage, which yeah. is you know he kind of likes having center stage, and he gets to kind of uh, do what he wants to do without worrying about her opinion or her point of view. But that seems to become that seems to have come to a head here in this moment with the with her waiting for him uh, in the dark and confronting him. Yeah, and how can, you know, most people be angry when someone comes home and says, hey, we just landed 4.4 billion. That's true. It's quite shocking, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll see what that leads to, certainly yeah. in her life. What do you think about this relationship here as it went along in the episode here, Griffin? And, yeah. and yeah, they're still together, but it doesn't mean there aren't, there isn't a big explosion coming or a big fight coming or right. some kind of issue with them coming. What do you think the 4.4 billion solves here for her that she was having issues about throughout the episode? I, I think it just, it provided just like another little bit of a, like a dopamine rush, like a false sense of security oh. or something like, oh, okay, like no, so now things are going to be better now that we have the 4.4 million, or billion, sorry. Billion. Uh, but of course, that's never going to be enough for him, because right. nothing is ever enough for Adam, as we sort of learned throughout this. But I, I think it's just, it's a continuous pattern of him steamrolling over Rebecca, mm -hmm. you know, almost constantly he he says he wants to provide for her and wants to do all this stuff but he can't uh fathom the fact that you know he in the the spotlight might not be on him yeah. i think is ultimately i mean we see that at the wedding right when the dad gives them the the check for a million dollars and he's like not happy about right. it he's like no i gotta kind of get into the spotlight um and i think it kind of goes back point. to the the parents too i mean that first phone call when he had with his dad he was sort of like sitting off in the the corner and he doesn't like want anything to yeah, do with giving her the dirty work to talk to her his dad for him while he's in right the room. Yeah, right yeah, exactly yeah. so is the, like you get the sense that like maybe he thinks that they, like his father didn't approve of his like ambition or lifestyle choices and but then like you when you see them together after the speech you you see the dad go like well, I didn't think I was really that harsh on he you. He says, if I remember correctly, you yeah. smiled a couple of times while you were in the kibbutz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like this kind of like, I, the great thing about Adam and this the writing for this character is like, I don't actually know what is true and what isn't in terms mm. of his life. Sure. Like, I don't, I don't like, I, I'm sure I obviously what he set up on stage was relatively true otherwise the dad probably would have been saying like oh yeah none of what you said was true at all <laughs> instead of just no I, I think you were a little more happy than you yeah, than you were yeah. it's it was so interesting it's going back to the, the the privilege thing he is a privileged uh guy at least i get the sense he was who so desperately wants to be underprivileged because it like kind of puts him in a position for this this sort of success story and like when right. you when you think about that it's like that's really gross dude it's like and you should kind of like take uh, take a look at like what you have in your fortune and like you know own up to that and yeah but you know. let me ask and you to, oh, and to appeal yeah. to masa masa yes. he's appealing mm, yes. to right. Right. you know he thinks he's yep. slick you know this is masa's story let me appeal to him it's high level manipulation yeah but yeah. do we need to take a look at something i mean there have been a number of these episodes or nobody shows them coming out lately about these people, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm stepping up, uh, you know, I've been watching these other shows, mm -hmm. um, uh, and I'm coming to the realization that there's not a lot of people who get to this level who are like the nice people that do everything yeah. nice and mm -hmm. the kids turn out great and the, you know, the family <laughs> is solely, so totally satisfied. So, what are we saying? I mean, what are we saying about the pursuit of this kind? What is the show saying about the pursuit of this? Is the, is the show saying that this is the way to go and this has always been the way to go? We've just been lying to ourselves in society that there's a way to do it that's really nice and really right and no one's going to have an issue with it because it seems like 
People keep bailing him out. People keep giving him money even when he's doing these nefarious things. His charm wins him over, the cult of personality yet again. So yeah. Yeah. it seems like the show is saying, you may be upset about this, but this is more often the rule, not the exception. Yeah. And you're a businesswoman. You've run three of these. Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, there, there's a lot of shady stuff, <laughs> you know, that goes on. Not everyone. Drop the truth. It, you know, it doesn't Drop epitomize the industry, but you know, like I said, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I've been to these conferences. I've been the only woman there. I've been the only person of color there, mm. and there's like thousands of you know white men, <laughs> basically. Right, right, right. Um, and you know, there's there's good and there's bad. You know, I've dealt with a lot of investors, and you know. I've had to have a very sharp radar on who is trying to use my company to lift themselves up. Right. That happens all the time. Yes. So, you know, it's it's um, you know, it's a part of the industry, but um, you know, I wouldn't say it epitomizes every part of, you know, the investment world, but okay. it's it's a large part. You know, like you mentioned other shows like mm-hmm. Inventing Anna, she was able to, you know, skirt on uh, hotel bills and, you know, right. people were afraid to confront her because of who she said she was with this trust fund and this, mm-hmm. you know, being this heiress, but um yeah, lot again, big P word, privilege, and well, uh, and, and these know. are based on real people. We, we we don't have to mention the actual shows, but Anna mm-hmm. and certainly uh, Elizabeth uh, Holmes there with the Theranos situation. Mm-hmm. There's a show about that as well. We're seeing that, and this here with Adam and Rebecca both kind of using their own version of privilege to kind of be in the positions that they're in. Well, like at at the end of the episode, when when Adam gets into the car uh, with with Masa, and he's like, "I don't want to see your deck. I, I like I just right. want to talk. Like that, that that's the whole thing." right there it's like they don't care about your plans all the 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 like documents or these grand ambitions anybody can make a deck exactly it's all about like the the person to person connection like can they like figure you out right and figure out like what you're ultimately going to do and i think that's that's the most important thing when it comes to like this kind of business especially something like we work which is an entire business that is based on just like a, a dream, right? Like a, a like something that isn't yeah. tangible, right? Well, like also, but I think there is a purity in their initial desire. It's sure, yeah. All yeah. the other stuff, and when money gets involved, yeah. all of a sudden you start to rationalize and legitimize. And I think the the show does a great job of showing you that in the writing and in the acting and in the progression yeah. of these relationships as they're happening. So. What do we anticipate now coming down the road? Griffin, I go to you first. What do you think we're going to be seeing here in the next episode? What do you what What do you think it's teasing? Um, yeah, I think it's probably that Rebecca might get like a more significant role in mm. the company mm. or whatnot because he kind of has to make up for being a bit of a schmuck, I guess. Earlier, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, he's <laughs> like, like, yeah, he he." got the the 4.4 billion dollars but it's like is that's obviously not going to be enough and so maybe right. like obviously we get to a point where like Rebecca has a significant uh voice I think yeah. in the or maybe not significant but at least like she she's in a position where a stronger voice yeah exactly else. right yeah, right yeah, yeah. so I think maybe that down the down the road or probably next episode or so uh obviously this 4.4 billion dollars isn't going to last very long so we'll probably mm. see more expansion and then more just sort of like money issues uh just a quick side that I think one of my favorite parts was during those meetings when they were trying to explain the fact that they were losing money I forget the actor's name and I forget the character's name but the guy who who I guess is their lawyer or he's in charge of all their finances. Yeah. He's basically giving them all these analogies and he's like saying all this, his, his reactions, his performance <laughs> and just like the writing for that character was hilarious. Was he the he, one with the cup and the water? Yes, he's the guy, one with yeah, the cup yeah, and the water. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's so, the truth teller. He is the truth teller. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, definitely more of that. Um, 
maybe like I I wasn't expecting us to get more of Adam's uh, upbringing this episode. I was mm. expecting that maybe like a little bit down the road, but like seeing that we've got a sprinkling of that here and we can sort of see what's happening and what he's kind of like fabricating and, and what like yeah. that, that lifestyle is like maybe a little bit more the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I, yeah, I think ultimately it's just like the continued growth until it all kind of like falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Nikki 4.4 billion doesn't come in those strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's expectation. There's, you've got to kind of dance on that puppet on that puppet uh, master strings. Now you've got to come up and, and, and be as crazy as he's telling him to be. You got to expand <laughs> as crazily as he wants to expand that's going to cause some problems because yeah. clearly he doesn't have a team who believes in their ability to expand without being um, without having a, having a fire lit under their butts and their jobs threatened and other people's jobs threatened. And then on the other side of things, where is he going to find space for Rebecca? What is Rebecca's role going to be? So what do you anticipate we're going to see in the next episode? Um, yeah, the whole idea of <laughs> um, just expansion, I, you know, I, I I'm really interested in seeing how they do that and how they pivot into the tech world. And mm. I don't know if Rebecca will have something to do with that, how they're trying to build this culture because we're really not seeing it right now. We're just seeing leasing and run DMC. So, um, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. and also um, I yeah. want to see more of uh the employee side of what made we work so appealing because mm. again we're seeing randomcy we're seeing these little tidbits um we're seeing people get fired but i'd like to see if they explore you know what made the company so appealing to for mm. people to stay there right um because you know we saw in the summer camp it was dismal right. so um yeah so that would be interesting and then to see what happens with alicia kennedy and you know her coming into this company mm. and you know that whole kind of friend betrayal with rebecca like yeah. they were having wine time and facetime and talking about men to now well her dating life um to now she didn't even know she didn't even give her a little text that and hey, she wouldn't even re- answer her call answer her call mm-hmm. right so whoa that is like super dramatic <laughs> you know what that means friends yeah. like yeah, friends yeah and stuff here this is crazy so um yeah that and then also um i would love to see more of uh cameron lautner's character ot um and just see the workings of everyone that was trying to talk him off the ledge you Mm -hmm. know he repeatedly had people even uh leslie's character they you know she even got a little animated with him where he's just like wait slow down he wasn't used to maybe a woman even talking to him that way let alone a black woman and she's literally saying this business model is not sustainable so i'm super interested to see all of those intricacies i think that's a great point you bring up because Mm -hmm. adam we see him break that whole hey I love everybody veneer in that moment and says to Leslie, watch yourself. Yeah. Watch yourself. Yeah. Uh, If you weren't with us from the beginning, you would not be getting away with talking to me the way you're talking to me right now. And what he's done is remove the barriers. Leslie yeah. now leaving. Miguel essentially becoming oh, a flaccid right. co-conspirator. Conspirator, yeah. And Rebecca now taking the $4.4 billion and maybe having ideas of what she wants to do. So all these barriers and these obstacles are being removed from Adam's path, which is dangerous as hell. He's going to be even worse, I believe. And that's what we're going to see in the next episode. Yeah, it was almost like he he's ripped off the Band-Aid now of, of firing people. He's done it, right? That was the first time he's, he's had right. to let people go. So now... Now he feels he's in a position where he can just do that whenever he kind of sees fit, which I think is actually going to be something that probably happens later down the road. Yeah. I mean, you see it in the first episode when like the assistants are kind of like, uh, like they're hesitant about him. They're like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Yeah. Uh, and obviously there, something has to happen to make him this kind of like intimidating figure that this, that kind of like oversees the company instead of the, the, I guess the, the more friendly uh, guy that, that they knew him to be when like we work with, 
was still in its infancy. So yeah. that that I'm actually very much interested in seeing. Yeah. yeah, and I want to explore more of the kibbutz situation. You know, we talked about him having five moms and all yeah. of this. How does that lead to him having this kind of separation from people that allows him this also this almost what sociopathy that he has that allows him to behave in this manner? How much of this are we going to explore? So certainly looking yeah. forward to seeing all of yeah. that as we go into episode five. And we will be back next week to talk about episode five, break it all down, have a fun spoiler filled discussion about that episode just want to remind you all that this is we talk we crashed and we'd love to get your emails you know we're pretty opinionated people i imagine you watching it uh, are pretty opinionated as well so send us your questions thoughts and comments at shows at hollywood critics association.com we'll read some of them on air and debate about them and to see where we fall if we agree with you or disagree with you or if you've given us a new idea or new approach to take into this show for sure remember to comment down below subscribe to the hollywood critics association youtube page right here hit a like on this video and share it on your social media nikki fowler Griff chiller thank you very much i'm john roca this is we talk we crush we'll see you next week with another brand new episode 